I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, they call me Nods. I'm not your legal type of fella. My weight drinking marijuana, smoke a street dweller who's always in the corner rolling up. Blessed when I dress, it's never nothing less than guess. Cool, be walking with a bop. My hat turned back. Love committing sins and my friends selling crack. This nigga raps like a razor. Keep it under my tongue. The school dropout. Never liked the shit from day one. Cause life ain't shit, but stress fake niggas and crab stunts. So I guzzle my henny while pulling on mad blunts. The brutalizer, criticizer, accelerator. The type of nigga who be pissing in your elevator. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday for feedback. Yes, yes, y'all. Glad we could be here. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, feedback shows for all the people who listen to the show throughout the week leave us feedback the fans the people that put in on this man um we couldn't do the show without you guys Mm-mm. and uh we love to have your voices heard i'm sure there's uh a lot of people that you know write in the other shows that have things to say but you know people don't necessarily let you know what they think well that's not what we do here we're here to let you guys know exactly what we think about the things that you have to say about us mm-hmm. and uh you can do that stuff by leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, just uh, make sure they're five stars and that, you know, if, they're, if we like them, they're positive, we'll read them on the show. Uh, if we don't like them, we'll just pretend we never saw it. Um, it's fine with us. Um, you can also do stuff like um, go to theblackoutist.com, leave us all sorts of feedback there, whether it's uh, responses to each uh, podcast episode. We have... Uh, post where you can reply or even if it's just uh you know voting in the poll or leaving a comment on your votes in the polls we try to leave a lot of ways for you guys to be able to respond and give us feedback yes the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball a bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by a bunch of listeners who gave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that dollar dollar bill y'all exactly Today's a new day. That's right, guys. Hey. Shout out to everybody that hooked us up. Sable Designs hit us with that recurring donation. Yes, we thank you. And the new choir robes came from them, y'all. So y'all, you know, take care of them. Be sure you dry clean them this time. Jay Rich, he hooked us up with that NBA money. Thank you for your recurring donation. Yes, we thank you, sir. Marlena A., recurring donator. That's a new one. Uh, nah, she's been around for a while. Cool. Shirley Wong, Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Yes, and just know for any of your legal services, she's the official lawyer of the church. So y'all go check out for any legal services. Uh, Damian Jackson, who I, I am for real. Recurring donation, thank you. Cordell Bird, one-time donator. Thank you very much for the one-time donation, Cordell. Turn that music down. Rob, <laughs> uh, Robert L., recurring donator. Thank you very much, Rob. Uh, David S., recurring donation. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, and that's it for this week. This is kind of a short week, you know. Uh, first week outside of Black History Month, but we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much, man. We do. Play us out. I don't know why that sounds quiet to me today, but 
whatever. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not fucking with the sound while we alive because it'll fuck around and the whole thing shut down. So right, <laughs> won't, won't nothing be popping. Deal with that shit after the show. Um, at any rate, uh, we do have five star reviews to read on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, just uh, go to iTunes, let us know what country you're in, and leave us a five star review, and you know we'll read it on the show. So let's see, the 14th is today, so let's see, last time would have been, what, about the 7th? So, let's see, um, alright, here we go. Episode 899, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme Club, by CSD8205, uh, 8204, um, let's say good episode, as always, enlightened when Karen speaks on women's issues. I didn't have to grow up seeing the hair thing. Oh, wait. No, we read this one. I didn't have to grow up seeing the hair thing played out of my home because all my sisters had long hair, but I saw it. Still, I learned I only scraped the tip of the iceberg regarding the irrational importance placed on hair. Glad to hear Amber is getting it in again and still doing her thing. Monique. Yeah, Monique. Haven't these people learned anything from Brian Williams, Bill O'Reilly, or the countless others caught lie? I mean, exaggerating. Good to know the ratchetry, ratchetivity is still alive in Wellfire Entertainment. We ain't heard the last of his back and forth, but as my mother used to say uh, to us when we got in trouble, well, somebody lying, I know that much. Uh, five stars by Equality Mess. Love this podcast. You guys are hilarious. I have to keep myself from laughing out loud on the bus so I don't look crazy. When I listen at home, my one-year-old son dances to the segment music. Karen has been super funny lately, not that she hasn't, wasn't before, and it's, <laughs> it's even better because it's clear that she's just being herself. Anyway, keep up the great work. I'll definitely become a premium subscriber when I graduate and get a real job. Anissa, a.k.a. Sankofa Shabazz on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate that five-star review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harper T. Awesome says five stars uh, uh, by Harper T. These two make me LOL. Thank you. Best podcast ever, five stars by S dot P dot and dot and C dot. Uh, this is my favorite podcast, right? Karen and Rod are everything. Keep doing what you do. It's perfect. Thank you, SPNC. Uh, I love the topics. Not happy and I want my refund. What? Uh, hi, Rod and Karen. I listen to you guys on the way to, to and from work. I listen to you while I'm at work because I love to get into, get to tune out my coworkers and keep a smile on my face. I even listen to the show while I'm driving across country to drop the kid off at college. I love the topics and discussions, and you all make me view things in a different way, and I appreciate that. Effing with black people makes my blood boil. Guess the race makes me laugh out loud. Ball alert is my new favorite segment, and I love when Karen and Justin crack jokes together and Irk Rod. Hilarious. What was the title? Not happy and I want my refund for, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that title like, uh, is this about to read some bullshit? Um, <laughs> hilarious podcast by Jay Zeme. Uh, JZJM, um, uh, listening to ep- to one episode and was instantly hooked. TBGWT is a podcast that discusses current events from a sensible point of view with a little bit of ratchetry. I will be recommending this to all my friends. Well, thank you very much. Thank Please you, sweetie. Um, and then we have one Stitcher review. Mr. Little says, awesome. I just started listening to the podcast in 2000 to, oh wait, to podcast in 2015. And TBGWT is the first show I subscribe to. 
honestly, that's probably one of the best decisions I've made entertainment wise in quite some time. Rod and Karen play off each other perfectly. The guests keep the comedy going, and I find myself laughing out loud several times throughout each episode, regardless of how much or little I know about the topic being discussed. Thanks for getting me through some long drives and giving me much food for thought on things I might have missed on hashtag day walking. <laughs> You're more than welcome, sweetie. And for those of you listening out there going, I like the show, I enjoy the show, how do I leave feedback, how do I, especially on uh, iTunes and Stitcher, to leave feedback on iTunes, go to any of your Apple devices and go into your iTunes and type in um, type in the Black Eye Tips. And up in the top left-hand corner, it'll be five stars. Leave us five stars and we will read it as long as it's five stars and if we want to. Um... Because we're not going to read no bullshit. Just so you know, for people out there that's like, I'm going to leave some hate shit, go ahead and leave it. It will never get read and we'll never see the light of day on the show. This is just fair warning. Um, if you don't have a, um, Apple device, you can go to iTunes.com, create an iTunes account, and leave us a review. And not only us, leave other podcasts that you like, love, and enjoy. Leave them five-star reviews because it helps everybody out in the uh, network. To leave us a five-star review on Stitcher, go to Stitcher.com, type in the Blackout Tips, and leave us a review straight through there. And it takes a while, y'all. Stitcher is somewhat delayed because I know people are like, well, I left a review or you haven't read it yet. Stitcher is delayed. And when you leave a review on um, iTunes, guys, um, Steve Jobs is still alive. So sometimes they'll be like, you know, I don't like that word and they won't tell you and your shit just won't get posted also if you are outside of the continental united states this does include canada and or mexico let us know because uh we can't read the itunes reviews we read the itunes review only in the united states that's the only one we can see on the main screen guys thank you all right we had some comments on the episodes 902 lazy girls united um it was a feedback episode p-funk says hey rod and karen when you were reading the comments on the teenage girl that nudged her friend towards suicide, two things sprung to mind. One, whether she should be charged with a crime and whether she should slash will be convicted of a crime are two different things. Much like the debate we've been having over unarmed shooters by police, even if it's quite likely no crime was committed, we want to see the person brought before a court to explain themselves and to see them held accountable for the actions that led to someone's death. For this girl, it could be, as you said, her clumsy efforts to help a distraught friend, but the consequences are so great that we just can't take her word for it. Um, maybe. I don't know, man. I feel like if it's uh, a bullying thing, I get looking into that. But uh, I don't know. It just didn't sound like even some shit to look into, in my opinion. Um, number two. I mean, but I, I feel what you're saying, though. You're right. It doesn't mean she'll be convicted. And, I mean, what's the harm of looking into it? So I, I understand what you're saying. I guess... My mind, I'm just like, unless it's somebody that is, you know, making you kill yourself, I don't really think it's a problem. Yeah, and I, and I guess the thing is the end result is death. So, like you said, even if they go through and was like, okay, no foul play, the thing is that for, for most people, they're like, at least check it out to, to guarantee me that there was no foul play. I guess. Like I said, well, we know that it's through text message. So correct. It's not like she was involved in this death somehow. Um, other than that person texting them, you know, it would be like if I, in my mind, I guess it would be like if I was playing ball with somebody and I was like, man, you suck. You should kill yourself. And then they did it. I don't think I should be able to go. I don't think I should be able to go to jail for that. That's true. And, 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 and I, and I think for me, 
for the fact that uh, it was text communication. And, and I, I don't know, to me, like I said, no, as far as charging her or not charging her, that's a whole other thing, and I feel like that's up to the courts. But I do feel like something, because like you say, that right there is completely different, the scenario, because you're not texting. It's not a long form of communication. You're not going back and forth with this person. You say that, and you move on with your life. Like, it's not the same and the thing is like let's say they don't do no investigation and come to find out it was some foul shit behind the people be outraged like hey when when it came up why didn't y'all investigate why didn't y'all look Mm -hmm. why didn't y'all find out something so like i said even if you investigate and it's truly a a a kid just fucking up cool i'll just say investigating and charging somebody with a crime are different yes they are like i I don't even know if she should be charged i'm not saying it shouldn't be investigated or looked into but i i can't see a scenario where i would charge somebody with a crime like that so, um, number two, this particular story is uh, definitely a gray area where we can't be certain she knew she was causing any harm to her friend. But I can imagine a lot of nightmare scenarios where someone suffering from depression or just experienced a particularly low time in their life could be manipulated or driven over the edge by an asshole close to them. Imagine a married couple going through some really trying times and the husband being leaning on a close, longtime friend for support. After losing his job, having a nasty fight with his wife, and where she threatens divorce, the husband tells his friend he tried to kill himself last night. My scenario is melodramatic, I know, but it illustrates a point. Imagine a friend had been interested in pursuing a relationship with the husband's wife for a long time, sees an opportunity, see where this is going. My point is, when someone is in that space where suicide is being seriously considered and attempts have been made, they are in a fragile state where the, those close to them may accidentally or intentionally push them over the edge. Of course, if it's done by accident, we shouldn't punish those people, but we need to be careful because those closest to you know exactly what buttons to push to nudge you into a, in a specific direction. Yeah, I, I'm going to just go all the way out on the ledge and say I don't think suicide should be a crime. I don't even think, like if someone wants to take their own life, I don't think that's anybody's business but theirs. So, um, and the only reasons I care about it is all selfish reasons about me. Like, I want people to be around. Uh, I think we're very lucky to be alive. But not everybody would agree with me. That's you know true. what I'm saying? And if they want to take their own life, they can take their own life. I don't get I don't I have no say over what you do with your own life. I would hope that the people that I know that are close to me wouldn't do that. Um and I really hate to see that when people do that, but uh I don't think it, I think that choice is nobody but your own. And the by contrast, I don't think anyone can get the credit for you killing yourself. Like, if you decide to kill yourself and you had a conversation with someone and they basically said, yeah, kill yourself, I don't think that person then is a criminal. That, But that, and and I'll just leave it there. I don't even feel like arguing it about it, really. That's, that's just, I've had time to think about it, and that's where I stand on that. I don't think it's a crime. I don't think you should get in trouble. Um, You know, I think you can make a case if it was like some bullying type shit or harassment. But then what's the difference? My thing is, like, what's the difference between that and this then? like Between like, harassment and, like, if... Uh, like, because people say kill yourself all the time, so it's yeah, like... I don't think that should be a crime. I think I think maybe if, uh, like, say somebody... Uh, and if, even if someone even if someone committed suicide because they were being harassed and shit, I would think the, crim- the crime would be the harassment. Correct. Not, not Correct. Even, not even the person, like... That person killing themselves is them. That's I, know, I agree. And you can't take that away from them. I agree. They, they made that decision, and part part of the the ego of humans is that we think all of our actions can control other people. We we really think we're in control, and 
you know whenever someone does kill themselves you see it on twitter you see it on social media like you know if you would have just if people would have just talked to this person if we would have did this if we don't know we don't know why people do that you know what i'm saying like we don't know if there there's some people that are gonna just do it because they want to there's some people that you know just don't want to be here and and we don't get to tell them that they have to or they can't or it's someone else's fault if they decide to to make that choice you know i i just i don't feel comfortable saying that um so i i don't know i think the only way you would be able to find someone as a crime is you have to like literally prove that their goal was to make someone kill themselves and they orchestrated it in a way that was criminal like I don't, and I don't know how you prove that case because ultimately that person is killing someone. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that person is killing themselves, not, not the, the person that says it, but the person who does it is the person that does it, right? Like, even with Dr. Kevorkian, you can make some argument like, oh, well, he set up a machine so that a person could just like flick their finger and kill themselves and try to charge him on some criminal shit. You know, I can see that, but even he got off on a lot of those. So I don't know. I just personally don't think I would ever tell somebody to kill themselves. And I don't think I would ever tell a friend, just go ahead and do it. But at the same time, uh, I haven't been in that situation and I don't know. And I hope I wouldn't. And I just don't know that people should go to jail if they do, if they don't make the right decision, quote unquote. Right. Uh, Teresa says in regards to, I'm sorry, Karen, did you want to add more? It's fine. If you want to. Oh, I I think for me, like, I do understand what you're saying. There's nothing you can do. Somebody just gun ho of taking their lives. There's nothing you can do about that. And like you say, for harassment, yes, a crime is being committed. You're harassing them. Um, yeah. Now, the harassment may contribute to that person killing themselves. Yes. Um, I do believe that at times. Um and I do believe just like this, you know, those things need to be investigated and stuff like that. Because I guess my thing is people ain't shit. And I just don't trust people just be like, well, I didn't mean to do it. You know, we get a whole lot of that shit on other rounds where you're looking at it like, fuck it, yes, you did. You know, so in my mind, there does need to be some form of investigation. And like you said, it's in between investigation and charging. Like if you investigate and you and it comes out, hey, there was nothing malicious, nothing happened. Okay, cool. But if you come out and you find out a little bit more to it. Then let the courts do whatever they make yeah, with them. But I feel like in that case, we have laws that would be like, you harassed this person. You stalked this person. You intimidated this person. You see what I'm saying? So I don't, but it's like, what crime are we going to charge her with? Murder? No. Right. So what, so what are we really saying? Cause end of the day, that person killed themselves. I don't know what crime we can charge somebody with for texting back, do get back in the car. I just don't know. So, yeah, because she didn't actually commit the crime of murder. Right. She didn't right. plan it. She didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he's tried it before. I I just think we all want someone to pay because this person is gone. And I'm willing to be like, I don't think that's right. You know, even in the melodramatic situation that he offered, I don't think that person should go to jail because they said, uh, kill yourself, even if they did want to get with that person's wife after they died. You just like, that's not a crime. It's just a fucked up shitty thing to do. But everything that's fucked up and shitty isn't illegal. That's true. And and it's completely based on our morality and what we believe about life and how 
uh a lot of people are religious and a lot of religion says suicide is wrong and that's where we're really getting it from it's not really a a, a crime it's not a, something that should be on the books in my opinion Teresa says, in regards to Dr. Ben Carson, his whole argument is that being gay is a choice. Since it is a choice, you can choose not to be gay, then you will cease to be discriminated against. Let us blow his argument out of water, shall we? Let's for a minute agree with him. I don't really, but this is a thought exercise. You know what else is a choice? Your religion. Gasp. You may be born into a religious or non-religious family, but you can change it at any time. But you do not hear Dr. Ben Carson arguing for the repeal of laws allowing discrimination based on the sincerely held religious beliefs, do you? People change their religious beliefs, convert from Christianity to other religions, and become agnostic, atheists, and vice versa. People may deny their sexual orientation, closet cases, but that doesn't does not neg- that does not negate that they are st- they are not straight. I'm a straight cis woman, but I do not become a lesbian if I kiss, fondle, or even have sex with another woman. Dr. Ben Carson is just evidence that a brilliant neurologist is not necessarily a brilliant at anything else. By the way, my husband and I went to St. Bonaventure University basketball game, and I spotted a car in the parking lot with a Ben Carson 2016 bumper sticker. It has begun. Oh, my cousin graduated from there. Oh, uh, but yeah, I hear you. That religion is a choice, too. And, uh, you can always choose not to oppress people because of yours. Ain't that the truth? Capadonna says, Rod, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. I turn into this. I don't know what this is. A picture of a black Israelite. Okay. I'm una- I'm able to keep it under control, but these colonizers get to a brother. All right. Um, The poll for the episode was, who has the best fries? McDonald's, Burger King, Bojangles, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, Checkers, uh, I'll write in my vote. Uh, this actually wasn't that close of a poll. Yeah. McDonald's got 27%, which is pretty high considering there's all these choices. Yeah, and I think some of those places aren't out across the country. And I think um, for most people, they at least have had McDonald's. And now, when McDonald's fries are, like, fresh out the grate hot, they're delicious. If not, mm-mm. Well, number two was Checkers, 24%. I love Checkers. I like actually like Checkers over McDonald's. Then after that, 13% went with Wendy's. Um, mm-hmm. 12 Huh? I said Wendy's is okay. 12% said they were right in their vote. Okay. 10% said Popeye's. 9% said Chick-fil-A. Uh, then waffle fries. Three percent said Bojangles and three percent said Burger King. Oh, Burger King is nasty. I'm shocked Bojangles is that low. I, Bojangles ain't everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the people that wrote in said Five Guys best fries hand down. I don't think so, P Funk. Uh, five get, guys just because they you, give you a seven a seven pound bag of fries yeah, make it great. Do. And I get you a whole suitcase full of fries. BK said, got to hand it to the Rally Slice Checkers fries, seasoned better than any other chain. Uh, I do like them fries. Yeah. Kappa, oh, go ahead, Karen. I'm going to say that we don't have no more here, but if I mess around and find one, I might pull over in it. Capadonna says, best fries I ever had were these garlic and truffle joints I scarfed down in North California. Yeah, but that's not a restaurant. Uh, Cassie says, Jack in the Box curly fries. All right. So uh, let's get to the uh, next episode, which was Go Fund Yourself, episode 903. Uh, Just Karen and I, uh, we had some comments. Cappadonna says, 
I got to go with Orlando. A game can be used for, wait, Orlando. Orlando posted, wait, hold on. That out of order or something? Yeah, it posted out of order. So I guess Orlando posted first. Sorry. Okay. Hey there, Rod and Karen. I just want to leave a quick comment about the slave game. When I was teaching, I thought the same as you when other, when one of the other teachers told me about it. Being the science teacher, I figured I'd investigate this game. I then went and played through it, and I must say it was different from what I thought. Can the game alone, quote unquote, teach about slavery? No, not at all. But it can, but can it be a jumping out point for a discussion about slavery? Definitely. That's just what I did. I used the no win situations in the game to tell my students about some of the hard truths that fa- slaves would face. We played the game as a class, and when giving the kids a hard and uncomfortable look into slavery, it was an effective tool. I can't remember which episode it was, but Elon covered the game on Twib as well. Thanks for a great show, and I hope this comment doesn't earn me a visit from Rod's B Emoji Army. Take care, you two, Orlando. <laughs> um, no, no bees to send out, buddy. Mm-mm, no bees. Um, and Karen was the one that was really against the game more than I was, mm-hmm. um, because she was. I mean, I agree that there, there's no, there is no Holocaust game. Correct. That I remember. So, and you know, maybe there is one that we just didn't play it down here, but. You know, in all my years of school, nobody walked in with like, all right, throw in the Anne Frank game and get busy. And let me teach y'all how this ain't right. Uh, but if you say it's a rep, you know, it's a game that's reputable and does a good job, I, I have no problem with that because. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I think games can be educational tools. I, I think games too. can be art. You know, I think games are a good way to reach kids. So it's not necessarily a negative thing. Mm-mm. All I, all, all I ask is, is, is that let's see the Holocaust game and let's see. If everybody would be so calm, cool, and collecting, everybody will allow people to teach this in class. No, that's the problem. Cavadonna says, I got to go with Orlando. A game can be used for educational purposes if done correctly. In fact, I had an idea for using gaming to teach about the Underground Railroad back in college. The problem is that it's easy to become very a very boring word game, like those crappy games that they made about state capitals or presidents for kids back when I saw my first computer in elementary school. To some, Assassin's Creed-style nonsense where the history is secondary to running around and sneaking. Again, it's tricky, but it can be done. Side note, still need to finish that PS Vita version with the Creole chick stalking through New Orleans. I wouldn't give that 100, maybe 50%, only because such a game would give that innate what-the-fuck from the black community. Also, Karen, there are Holocaust educational games. Why ain't nobody talking about them? I mean, I'm not trying to feel like people are talking about this, but nobody's actually talking about it. I've never seen it. You know, can yeah, I send us a link to the right. Holocaust video game that they teach kids with? Right. I'd like to see a link to that. All right. And just um, because it's a game, it's different between a game and people using it as a learning tool. Like, are, 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 where, where are the teachers that be like, hey, I use this as a learning tool because that's what people are doing. Yeah. And, you know, so let me, let me know, cause I, I don't know. I'm not saying that there's not a Holocaust game made. Doesn't, I didn't, didn't say that, but my point was, of saying was that is there a Holocaust game that they're using in the classroom that everybody is cool with? Yeah. I, I'm, I just Googled Holocaust learning video game and I don't see any game that came up. Um, um, yeah. I don't know, but maybe there is one we just haven't heard of. It's possible. Right. Anyway, uh, back to the comments. Um, um, and I don't disagree, by the way. I feel like if you can learn with it, you can learn with it. I don't care. It's a game. It's not a game. 
I think people hear the word game and that's why they freak out. But personally, if you can learn with it, it's a learning tool. True. Uh, Sugar Bay says, regarding Toronto, the Toronto Tunneler, it sent the whole city into a tizzy. We really all thought that it was terror related, especially since we had that lone gunman attack on Parliament a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And we've had a number of teens slash young adults who run out to fight with ISIS. Listen, I was just as floored when his pick came up on the news and he turned out to be black. I def had a nigga the what moment. Uh, turns out he worked in construction for over seven years and he borrowed equipment and got free material to dig his man cave. That's how we managed. That's how they managed to trace it to the company he worked for and to him. I totally get why he was reluctant to come forward. The authorities even sent out the bat signal worldwide to tunnel experts to see if they could help crack the case. I'm just glad he wasn't charged with DWB digging wild black. True. Prince LeVon says, I know the point of fucking with black people is for us not to get mad, but I'm mad as shit. <laughs> the one about the physics teacher teaching white privilege is very interesting because it is another example of the hypocrisy of Fox News. University prep in Seattle is a private high school. And when is Fox ever condone criticizing the practices of a private institution? Also, they are now against non-science topics being thought in class, uh, being thought, taught in class science courses. But isn't Fox the same people who want creationism taught in tandem with the next, uh, with or excluding evolution in biology courses? What do people really fear will happen when those kids learn about white people? Also, you guys are so right about people losing their damn minds over Fifty Shades of Grey. I guess that these people have been suppressing their freakiness for a while, Mm -hmm. and now that some acceptable smut is available, they're going overboard. Right. People looked at me strange because I had the gall to bring up porn when they were discussing the book and the movie. Right. And you you go, porn. (gasps) Don't I... I don't do porn. You know, what the fuck? It doesn't make a difference, guys. Fucking this fucking. Yep. Uh, we had some, uh, poll. We had a poll. What color was the dress? White and gold, black and blue. Domestic violence! <laughs> uh, 31% of people said white and gold. 20% said black and blue. And 48% of people said domestic violence! Uh, we had some comments. Sky Jammer says, Rod and Karen. You know, I didn't listen to the episode, no disrespect, make daddy a sandwich. And since we are on the subject of commentators on the polls not staying on topic, this reminds me of a funny story of when I said light-skinned in front of my white friends at Princeton Reunion, humble brag, how embarrassing. Um, disclaimer, I hope Ryder Karen don't cuss me out for trying to get as many trolling things into one post, LOL. <laughs> Cavadonna says, I, it was domestic violence only because my home computer and Facebook have been beaten, were beaten severely by this stupid dress for the last week. <laughs> Seriously, I think that ad campaign had a good intent, i.e., while we're arguing about the silly dress, we could be using this too to talk about real serious problems like domestic violence. But it comes off the Salvation Army as humorless uh, scolds or worse. It doesn't take the issue seriously that they would turn battered women into a meme. Of course, such latter assumption would be silly as the Salvation Army for all their flaws on the front lines of helping the poor and own and operate hundreds of women's shelters in the country. But, well, the Internet. Yeah, I just think when you start joking about domestic violence while advocating that it be taken seriously, it's just a tightrope and, mm-hmm. and the media matters because we can do like we've done shit like that on our show where we made jokes while also being serious about it being a problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's just much harder to do with one picture from the Salvation Army. Right. Um, so I don't think people would take it serious, but it's whatever, you know, they, 
it's not like it's gonna make or break the Salvation Army. Um, Prince Ron says there are almost no issue or topic that is immune from fatigue in this country. That is why I don't have any problem with the what the Salvation Army tried to do here. They have a good cause and they're trying their best to raise awareness for domestic violence. This ad was originated in South Africa, not the U.S. They may not have had a recent sports scandal that brought domestic violence to the forefront. The scrutiny that the ad has got has been getting in the states has been a little misplaced because we're a slightly a slightly unintended audience. Um, here we are more likely to be cynical of the ad because we know that some organizations tend to be crassly opportunistic in moments like this. I tend to dismiss any controversy surrounding the dress because people are going crazy. Shit, the new niggas were all over my Facebook feed shaming other black folks for falling for distractions. Eh, I mean, yeah, I feel you, Prince Ron. I, I don't think it was that serious anyway. I don't, like, one thing I like about having this show is most of the time I look at shit and I'm like, people won't be talking about this in a week. Right. So everything that people think is really fucking a big deal at the moment, it's really not. Like, Mm-mm. Um, remember when Kim Kardashian took her kid to a fashion show? Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. It's already over. Um, I mean, people cared intently, you know, to the point where it drove us crazy on the show, but it seems like a lifetime ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the dress is a similar thing. Everybody's talking about it. And it's been about a week now. It's over, you know, and I guess they got to capitalize on the pandemonium while they can. We had episode 904, Say What?, um, S-A-E what? Uh, we had a couple comments. Capadonna says, first, I've got to give props to Sean Penn for not giving two fucks about making a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was all color, but it was a joke. And the man he was roasting, Alejandro Inaratu, wasn't uh, offended. Even if it falls flat, stay about the joke. I agree. I can't even be mad at that. I mean, because that's the thing, man. If someone, like, got mad at us about a joke we made on the podcast... There's a very high likelihood that I'm just going to be like, yeah, it was a joke. If you, if you don't like the joke, that, that's it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I crafted the joke and I thought it was funny in the end. You know, I don't mind discussing it. I don't mind thinking about it. I don't mind telling you why I thought it would be funny. Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, if I stand by the joke, I stand by the joke. Um, secondly, are we really surprised that Senator Chihuahua hairpiece is offended by gay marriage? This is the same man who thought he could roll into Howard University and educate those Negroes on black history and talks about drones and invasion of privacy while he was traveling to a conference on curbing reproductive rights. Rand Paul is full of is a full on bigot who occasionally stumbles into a good idea. Also, do you guys I mean, do you think that he would be a serious he would be serious in the Republican Party if he weren't hating these gays? Not surprised, not surprised at all. Props to Charlotte for being inclusive to trans people. Having lived in cities my whole life and having met plenty of trans people, I'm still baffled about how people get so freaked out about things that frankly don't concern them. Woman or man, gay or straight, you're in the bathroom to remove waste from your body. Queer people are just like everybody else. They go to the bathroom, take a relieving piss, and go on about their day. There's no gay agenda to serve semen lattes (laughs) and make glory Ah. holes at Douglas International. And to keep it 100... And to keep it 100, if you're close enough to check out someone else's backyard plumbing in the bathroom, you're off task and getting a little intimate with a stranger. So in language, biggest can understand, uh-huh. hey, you, stop staring at that trannies junk, but get those deuces out your ass and go about your day, you fucking perv. You're holding up the line, and don't forget to wash your hands, you nasty bastard. 
And no, and no, I'm not angry, Kappa. Kyle writes, I love it when people act like marriage has stayed the same throughout human history. Marriage today isn't even like it was a hundred years ago. So why would it stay the same now? There is no reason to deny gay people the right to get married except to get support of bigots who can vote. Yep. That's what's crazy. Um, like, <laughs> it's so funny because people think a lot of, like, like people would probably go, well, Rod, you don't vote Republican because you're black. It, I wouldn't vote Republican no matter what race I was. I don't like their social platforms. Me either. They're just too fucking conservative and reprehensible. I'm sorry. You're not serving me. I'm not conservative in those ways. I don't think you should, you know, be ostracizing gay people or trans people or ser- serving to people's religious needs like that. Just do your job as a politician as far as laws and fairness. Don't try to give me all this bullshit. And I'm sorry, but your monetary policy is not enough to make me to overcome your regressive ass social policies you know i can never be in a party where they have to give lip service to racism and bigots and and homophobes sorry right uh, you know shame on y'all that make that compromise by the way shame on you you know what i mean i mean i can understand being like i don't agree with everything my party does boom i do get that but some of this shit is so draconian i i don't i can't relate to you for even making that moral compromise with yourself. If if Democrats came out next week and they were like, yeah, we're anti whatever, you know, something, something that I'm passionate about or something I just think is right or wrong. They lose my vote too. Yeah, I, then I can't support you, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or you have to change that. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how people vote Republican. Tunde says, I'm glad that you and Karen kind of, oh, wait, this episode – 905, not all frat bro- bros, where we had John Minus on mm-hmm. of the Deceptive Comics. Um, Tune Day writes in, I'm glad that you and Karen kind of nipped John's statements about not letting his future kids attend the HBCU in the bud. There are a lot of misconceptions about HBCUs on the HBCU slash PWI debate that's rehashed on Twitter time and time again. I'm really tired of it. Instead of focusing their attention on those racist white boys and girls, because no one's talking about those tri-deltas in the video, we're debating among ourselves about inconsequential things. Attend the school which works for you. Maybe the one who offers you the most money? Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I've I've heard that stuff before, and you're not the only one. A few people hit, hit me up, like, thank you so much for, you know, talking to him and uh, appreciate you and Karen standing up for HBCUs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I feel like John just says the same shit that a lot of people fall into thinking when they haven't really thought about it. Yeah. And it's something our society has just kind of pushed down into people's brains and conditioned them to thinking that black is either less than inferior to, or because you're not stereotypically black in all the negative Blackness, ways, yeah. in all the negative ways somehow you wouldn't fit in. And that's just not true because at the end of the day, we're talking about kids who are going to college. You think you're the only smart black kid? You think you're the right. only black kid that likes nerd shit? Mm-mm. Like that that's such a ridiculous notion, especially in twenty fifteen when we have black Twitter and we know that's not true. You know, we know that that we're out there. I think one of the what's so funny is the biggest trick that's been pulled on a lot of people a lot of people think that they're some type of special black. Mm-hmm. 
because they haven't been around enough black people. Correct. So it's like a, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you keep going, well, black people just don't like me because I'm so special and I'm so different. And uh, of course I have to have white friends because no black person could possibly understand me, but it's like, nobody can relate to black excellence like other black excellent people like we all get it i'll you know as far as uh black being being black and quirky like you know like i said man there were people i walked into their room and the entire dorm room was nothing but comic book covers and shit and uh like anything i was into there was always another black person at my school that was into it if not many people um you know i wasn't joking about sitting around watching uh, Dragon Ball Z on Toonami with a fucking room full of people. And I think when you're not around black people, um, you start to think that they're not into that shit because you're at a school, it's you and some white dudes watching and you're like, oh, this must be a white thing. No, it's just a college kid or whatever thing. And, and also for, uh, not all, but for a lot of black people depend on the school district and, 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 you know, if you go to public or private school and all that, for a lot of black people, you are the one of X amount of people in like your AGAP higher education learning classes, you know? So for a lot of them, they think, well, this is just how it is. And they, you know, come under the assumption that, you know, black people must be dumb because, you know, a lot of them not in this, particular class or they can't relate or they don't want to be smart or they don't want to achieve and then also you or back to what you said before you do have some black people that don't reach out to black people like you're making assumptions but not not at, at not at any point in time did you ever take the time to reach out to a black person and be like hey you know let me talk to you you just made the assumption that they just looked at you weird and or or, or they just think that you're different or they just think you won't fit and the thing about it there are going to be some people that think like that but the since we're not a monolith, there are a lot of black people that can relate to you being black. Yeah, I just think don't just don't let the ignorance get to you because I feel like those stereotypes are mostly negative. Mm-hmm. And I think that the whole like special Negro, special black thing is just a trap. It's just a trap, man. Like we're all special people, but you're not a special type of black you know what I mean? Like, and, and your kids aren't going to be, you know, unable to relate to all black people and shit. Like, right. it's just a very, it's a common misperception. And if anything, black people are very exclusive. Our, our historically black universities, um, many of them already have a minority, quote unquote, of black people. Because that's how inclusive the schools are. They let a lot of people in. It's not just yeah. only black people. And then, you know, when you hear stuff like, how are you going to, learn how to work with white people and shit it's like the most ignorant bullshit and and the reason why they get on my goddamn nerves is because people when when people say that that's the only time people say that people don't say like you said it they don't say about women they don't be like how y'all women gonna know how to fuck how to get along with men you you know you don't go how y'all men gonna find out how to get along with women when when it's a black thing you act like we get to hbcu and black people are goddamn erased you teachers are white administrative is white like you cannot escape white people in the country, you know, so that's very ignorant. People act like you on campus and you never go to the grocery store. You don't go to the bank. Mm-hmm. You don't interact with anybody white. They act like you go to HBCU and it's black and black, 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 fist pump, alpha curls and everything else. It's very ignorant argument and, it, and it's fucking frustrating to somebody because you're like, you think I'm that goddamn unintelligent? Yeah, I just think it's an ignorance thing because they haven't experienced it and then like, I, you know, I think people watch school days and they like this is what black shit is. But I don't 
it's frustrating but i try not to get angry or anything because one the anger isn't going to say serve anything if anything it just come off like seeming mad defensive and 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 like you're chastising them for you know whatever but i just want people to understand in no uncertain terms that it's not an either or debate thing no it's not um and that and that honestly I can't think of a better way to say it other than it's racist. To, right. It's just racist to assume that something black is, is less. Like, it's just racist. Cause we, and you know it because we don't ask, ask, we don't even ask these type of questions when someone tells you, I went to a historically Jewish college. I went to a historically Native American college. I went to a historically women's college. Uh, I went to a historically all men's college. We never ask these questions. We don't. You know what I mean? People don't go, oh, you went to where? Oh, wow. So how can you ever work in a workforce that has men and women in it or that has non-Jewish people in it? Like, we just wouldn't ask those things. And the assumption that, you know, we wouldn't be taught how to assimilate into different cultures. I mean, we're black in America. You, you don't have a choice with assimilating a white culture. Like, No, you don't you know? have a choice. White people just don't disappear. And uh, somebody said in the chat room, I agree. I think some people actually love being the quote-unquote special black and they don't want to give their quote-unquote specialness up well i just yeah mate yeah that's some of it but honestly i think a lot of it hasn't crossed their mind i haven't really thought about it now that's true too for some i, of I them. think when you talk to most people it's just like when we talked to john to me it sounded like john just hadn't thought about it yet yeah it hadn't crossed it hadn't yeah. crossed his mind he yeah. like he just said that shit and then it's like well have you thought about that and it's like i guess not you know what i mean it's not mm -hmm. like he walked, at least in my opinion, maybe yeah. other people have a different yeah. concept of how the conversation went, but the conversation didn't come off like John then went, man, fuck what y'all said. No, he didn't. It came off like John was like, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of a good point. I really didn't think about this shit. Right. right. And most people don't. No, they don't. You know? I don't think, you know, I, I just don't think most people think about it. Um, by the way, I forgot to do the poll, so we'll have to do two polls um, next because I forgot to do the poll for the last show. Okay. Um, Jim says, I went to a historically black all women's college and it's a wonder I'm able to function properly in a world dominated by white males. Uh, sometimes I struggle forming complete sentences when in a room full of people of different races or with penises. It's tricky. Ah. But seriously, I love my black women's college experience and wouldn't trade it for the world. It was the most diverse academic setting I've ever been in. I truly believe the black college experience offers invaluable life lessons that you can't get at PWIs. Though I recognize the HBCU or all women's experience isn't for everybody. It's certainly one I encourage young black students to consider, even if only for a semester on domestic exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's just this idea that there's just some blackness test. That you have to pass or fail to like get into the university or to fit into the culture. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. Like the black people that go to HBCUs come from all over the place, just like the black people that go to, uh, the school PWIs. Right. So if you're, if you, your whole life have been the only black person in something, you're going to be surrounded by people that have on, been the only black person in where they were at some places. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that is just so, I can't really put it into words, but it's just so cool to have a school where the culture has your back if, if for lack of a better term where it's just like certain shit that black people notice because we notice race um certain things that we got into that white people don't get into like to be a place where everybody understands that or for the most part a lot of people do so like 
for example and, and everybody has their thing but say is i know all the fucking quotes to every martin episode ever mm-hmm. to be in a place where i don't have to explain what martin is what right. uh how, which episode it is i don't need to beg my friends to watch it so they can get the joke right i don't have to worry about them being like oh, i just don't get it i don't what's so funny about martin like to just know and it's not every single person there but to know that a lot of people there will be like i love that or they'll start quoting it with you that's what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. to know that those people are already like it's already there that's something that black people don't really get in america much you know what I mean? That's why that's why we're on the internet and Twitter and shit so much more than other races is because that's our place where we don't have to code switch as much. Like if I like if I just went on Twitter right now and typed in some shit like I'm not paying the five or um you know, remember the episode where Brumman stole Martin's uh C D player, I'm gonna get a whole lot of responses because everybody's like that culturally is some shit that we all know. But I feel like a lot of white, a lot of black people have grown with the accustomed to this idea that they're different and quirky and special and not really black mm-hmm. because one, you have a lot of white people that perpetuate this idea that you're not really black. Correct. Um, uh, because they like you and they think they couldn't possibly <laughs> like a black person. Right. Um, but then two, uh, and I, they don't always mean harm by that, by the no, way. No, they don't. But there's a lot of people that go like, oh, Nicole, I don't really think you're just, I don't think of you as black. I mean, you like some white, you like friends or something. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but then also, um, I feel like it's almost like if I lose that, what identity do I have other than being the black friend who is a bit quirky and stuff? And I, I think, you know, HBCUs can kind of help with that for some people. And that is not to say that, because I, I personally feel like no matter what school I went to, I would have been good. Um, So I don't feel like it's only, you can only succeed at HBCU. I just don't want to knock, any, I don't want anybody knocking them, and I don't want to knock any PWIs. Right. Either. I just want black people to succeed and find a place they fit in the best, period. Right. Um, Anzi says, Anzi Davis says, I'm no longer shocked or surprised by people's biases and prejudices and or racism. It is more of thanks for letting me know what you really feel, think or feel. All right. So the, the polls were, um, I think the one I didn't cover was, do you want to get an eye watch? Yes, I'm going to get one. Zero percent. Zero percent of our audience is going to get an eye watch. Yes, I, yes, but I can't afford one. Eight percent. And no, 92%. Yeah, this iWatch got a real good chance of flopping. Just throwing that out there. Because I feel like they think that people going to be sitting in line for this shit, waiting on it. And it's a good chance people are going to be like, mm, mm, yep, wait, right. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait till the price drops. <laughs> Jonathan says, I voted no in the poll. My nephew gave me a smartwatch for Christmas. I wore it for about a week. The Apple Watch looks like it has more features and links better to my phone, but I hate wearing watches. Because I'm a fan of Apple products, but I skipped the first generation of a new product by any company. Oh, he said besides. Okay. Uh, BK says, I voted no. I just don't have an interest in the product, but it will be a big time seller. Will it? 80, 92% of y'all voted no. That's a lot. Cabadonna says, no, man, Cabadonna's very verbose this week. Uh, no, no, and hell no, no offense, but why would you spend 350 minimum for a bunch of bells and whistles where you can get on a pebble and, or, or another Android based smartwatch for almost half the price? Fool's going to get out here to pay 10k for damn remote control for your phone? Negro, please. 
but like i said i'm not surprised at this point the apple fanboys are paying alms to the patron saint of the eugenics elite steve jobs forget freeway rick rice frick ross tim curry is the biggest slinger of dope in these streets people will line up to put that pure cupertino wine in their veins or this case on their wrist I'm like you, Rod. It's not a big deal to me with the advent of Android Alternative and Microsoft's Windows Phone steadily getting their act together. There's no reason to get an iDevice other than the coolness factor. There's no practical reason to get an Apple laptop or iPhone for about 95% of people, but that's just the cynical IT administrator and me talking. The KC Stork, oh, can we go say something? Mm -hmm. The KC Stork says, I'm still trying to figure out how to put all my contacts into this Casio databank, so I will pass. Oh, Lord. The other poll was, were you more surprised or shocked that there was a racist frat? Because everybody kept being like, would you surprised? You shocked? So I was like, all right, you got to pick only these two choices. Surprise, 61%. Shocked, 39%. We got some comments. Tanya says, more surprised than so many people were, that so many people were shocked. By the the frat bros behavior, that chant didn't sound new, so people already knew about it. Mm-hmm. Seems OU and other post racial people were happy to have overt racism happening, so they don't have to think about the microaggressions that stem from the same place. Tunde says I didn't vote in this poll, but wanted to say that I'm neither shocked nor surprised. One, it's a white frat. Two, it's in o- Oklahoma. Now, if a black frat was chanting an exclusive racist song, I'd be more shocked than surprised. Well, uh, to be honest, the poll was ironic, so you should have voted one of them just so we could have the fun. Capadonna writes another long-ass post. <laughs> First, let me know, let me let you know up front, Ryder Karen, I'm not angry with no anger than I logically should be as a black man in America, KKKA. Seriously, having gone to a PWI in which the only reason we had a black culture center was because frat bros were raping chicks in the build back in the 60s and said frat got kicked off campus i'm shocked but not surprised about the sae kids thinking it's cool in 2015 to sing lynching chorus on video first i just assume most college-age frat guys are jerks until proven otherwise second i'm shocked in the way a slave is shocked by massa whipping his back or other or our mothers being raped by the devils i know it's coming but it still hurts like all hell damn dog who hurt you, dog? Yeah, this turned into motherfucking uh, Wu Tang Forever intro right. and shit. Not saying you're mad. This is no, he mad. He he is mad. That does not hurt. Yeah, and I hear pain. Yeah. Um, I'm so let's see. I'm not, however, surprised at all. The history of SAE is one steeped in racism, as it's the only PWI fraternity founded in the antebellum South. As you pointed out, this organization has a long history of their pledges saying disgusting things to and about people of color. Also, they're in fucking Oklahoma. The only thing black people are good for there are ranking is in the NBA Finals, running backs for the Sooners, and the Gap Band. I know, I know many former slaves moved to Oklahoma after the Civil War for a better life. But many black towns in OK were burned to the ground in the early 20th century. How old are you, 73? They killed niggas over smoking meat in Oklahoma back in the 1900s. <laughs> Ralph Ellison was inspired to write Black Boy and the Invisible Man based on his childhood in Oklahoma. My brother. And was one angry brother. Also, Oklahoma gave us Color Me Bad and J.C. Watts. That only earns them a middle finger in my book. So like the rest of beautiful, screwed up country, I'm not surprised that the history of race 
that the history of racism finally who did grandma think she was fooling saying she didn't know about racism personally i just assumed that white folks over 75 went to at least two lynching parties in their lifetime until proven otherwise okay i guess you're right much like bruce banner and the avengers my secret is that i'm always angry capital then he responded again and said sorry everyone i mixed up my angry black writers of the Harlem renaissance Richard Wright wrote Black Boy, not Ralph Ellison. It's embarrassing. I messed that up as I own the book. <coughs> All right, Capadonna. Um, now, the KC Stork says, I'm surprised that these white boys were not in blackface and had Confederate flags draped around them like a cape. Bas- besides that, America, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> KJ Dollar says, I was not surprised at all. I'm surprised so many people are surprised. I don't think, it, by the way, I don't think anybody's surprised or shocked. I just don't. Ah. I, you know, I don't think anybody's, I think like maybe if there was like a lesser word or like, I don't know, amused. Annoyed. Annoyed. Yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised or shocked. I just made the poll that because I was trying to be ironic, guys. <laughs> 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 comments like this are so prevalent in society as a whole today i can't help but to not be shocked i went to a pwi for undergrad and although i did not experience it personally since i only visited one white fraternity house who happened to be one of my one of the more diverse ones there were people that i know and trust that told me that they were treated poorly and had subtle racist jabs uh thrown at them while they were there being part of bglo bglo i don't know what that means um i know that it is not representative of all the members but i do have a question uh have to question a fraternity that was founded in the south right before the civil war and brags on the national website that the vast majority of their members fought for the confederacy all right um let's see episode 906 is the last one of the week 906 grimy rick grimes um so we talked about the walking dead J.L. Covan was on to review The Walking Dead, but then Empire came on and he had to go. Um, so let's see the comments. Lita says, watch how the camera flips on the zombie with the W. It zooms in and focuses on the zombie's head with the letter appearing as an M. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I said, everybody that thinks Morgan killed all those zombies and shit uh, is definitely going to um, definitely gonna say that was Morgan. I don't think it was him. Yeah, well, it'll. We got two or three more episodes. It'll be revealed, I'm sure. Uh, P. Funk says I listened to Joe Scarborough, privileged, judgmental, circle jerk. And what I heard was them trying to talk about what about black on black crime. The discussion. It sounded like they were lashing out at Waka Flock of Flame specifically. Um, oh wait, what I heard wasn't them trying to what on what about black on black crime. The discussion. It sounded like they were lashing out at Walker Flock of Fame specifically for taking a principal stance on the incident. How dare this tattooed Nick, I mean, the, I mean, rapper who says the N word all the time stand in judgment of these precious white snowflakes. All right. I just want to stop the response right there. I think they were doing both. Mm-hmm. They were deaf because if you can't even skip the what on what about black on black crime dismissal of the discussion because the fucking discussion started with. Hey, these guys said the N-word and switched to the vast majority of the talk being about Waka Flocka. Right, and rap music and empire. So you change your... Because the thing about when people say, what about black on black crime? You're derailing the conversation to something that it was never meant to be on purpose. Right. I think 
now while now part of that derailment was about um waka flocka flame and i do think your point is valid i do too i just wanted to say it's not an either or Mm -mm. they did both yes they did uh to them it wasn't so much about shielding sae from criticism yeah it was it was because when the other dude brought it back to them they went oh yeah of course they were wrong and this just to keep it going like well we don't need to listen we don't need to discuss that i mean come on but black people using the n-word that's Waka Flocka, let's talk about him yeah right. not even Waka Flocka. black people right using the n-word hip-hop jay they brought up jay-z they brought up a bunch of shit guys it wasn't empire. just Waka Flocka. right yeah empire which has never used the n-word correct can't use it uh they couldn't stand the idea that someone that looked and talked like Waka Flocka was held in a high regard in the public eye than these poor misunderstood young men who just happened to look like their sons even for one day yeah that's true too mm-hmm. they couldn't take it i'm glad al set the record straight later that day and i know those are his colleagues but part of me wishes he had put a bit more bass in his voice and read her on the air i hope mhp covers it um this weekend she's bay killed the fantastic work y'all he I'm sure did she will. He, and he did the thing about it is that his presence changed her complete tone yeah changed the tone it was just a completely different interview yeah. and process with him there man we got a, another one for cabadonna oh my god this nigga writing essays <laughs> brother play the angry music <sighs> oh man come on cabadonna you just take a couple pills relax take a sip let's do it on morning on morning joke waging their pasty upper crust fingers at waka flopper Wow, you cannot get any ridiculous and exemplar of white privilege to listen to two middle-aged white millionaires not named Rick Rubin waxing poetically and clutching their pearls of rap music in general. And frankly, it gets even whiter to listen to Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski along with other white media scolding Waka Flocka for refusing to perform at a university where in 2015, this kind of nonsense is tolerated. I never thought I'd say this, but damn it, I respect Waka for standing up and not letting his art be used to cover up blatant racism. There are two big points about this whole Morning Joe fiasco. He says there's two big points and then there's A, B, C, D to this thing. A, as Al Sharpton pointed out, the psycho black artist using the N-word in a pop song is a lot different than a bus of white students singing songs about lynching. Conflating the two is a distraction. I had small Facebook beef with my old manager. There's this crazy notion that black people all talk. Only talk about violence when it comes to police shooting us. Oh no, black people talk about and fight against inner city violence, aka black on black crime, regularly. It's just the majority of society basking privilege and frankly couldn't care what we jungle bunnies do amongst ourselves. It becomes a problem when black people demand that the people pay to protect us stop treating us like prisoners in concentration camps that we're told to clean up our own house. B. This is something few people, even liberals, have touched on, but of course y'all picked up on it quickly. It's inherently racist to tell this young black guy where he should and shouldn't perform based upon his personal beliefs. If Lady Gaga or Madonna refused to perform in, say, Alabama because their backwards belief about gay marriage, we'd be applauding them as heroes and allies. Young black artists say, no, I'm not performing at a university where there is a sizable portion of students who think it's cool to think about executing people who look like me. And the response from MSM is, what? How dare you, sir? Who said you can have an opinion, boy? Don't we good white people feed and clothe you? Now get back on that stage and dance, monkey. It's two fits it's two thousand fifteen, not eighteen fifteen, and black people aren't under any obligation to buck dance and soft shoot for anyone. Despite what the news says, we're free citizens and have rights. Uh C. 
And Rod, shout out to standing up for Al Sharpton. The man's far from perfect. He's all he's all we got in media. And frankly, we need to stop letting these caucasoids loop us into dream demon who should and shouldn't represent us. The right hates Sharpton because he's been calling out them out for their BS for over 30 years. White liberals don't like him because he doesn't give two craps about being respectable. And also, Al Sharpton doesn't care about calling black folks on what he sees as bullshit either. Few people harder against the N-word than, good rev, than the good rev. Hell, Sharpton and the NAACP tried to bury the word a few years ago. D. And Don Lemon. Yeah, give him all chills, digs. He, he showed that Cosby victim how to dodge the P during rape. I've been, I've met prostitutes with higher standards than Don Limit. Is there no level this fool will stoop for ratings? I can't with this Negro. When this revolution comes, he's catching two in the eye with the rest of the step and fetching conservatives. What can I say? I'm not surprised. And frankly, keep that Scarborough and Brzezinski or as a professional left podcast calls them squinty and meat puppet. Um, still have a job in the, is the reason why MSNBC is losing money. Who wants to tune in to this Fox News light bullshit? Fuck those two ignorant devils and fuck that show. I'll stick to Roland Martin on TV One Kappa. Alright. Next. Chris from White says, This episode was so good. Everyone gave insights and I learned how I'm watching this show all wrong. The rest of the show was good too. After that speech Carol gave, I locked my bedroom door, left the light on, and wrapped up under my covers. I don't want no goddamn cookies. Or I can make you cookies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh hell. Mm-hmm. Anonymous said, Rod, I bust out laughing when Karen was talking about the horse dick, and you snuck in that thank you, baby, to keep the fun too funny too funny. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, man. <laughs> Um, and then the poll was, do you keep me and Justin on track? (laughs) The poll was, do you think Jesse is seducing Rick? Yes. She's clearly coming on to him. No, Rick is just being creepy. This cold poll was close as shit. 53% of people think she is clearly coming on to him. I don't. 47% thinks Rick's just being creepy. Oh, four soldier said, no, Rick was being very creepy the way he showed his interest towards Jesse. How do I know this? Cause I used to have the same type of awkward and or shy exchanges when I was younger. Rick has just been out of the game too long. <clears throat> no, that is a good point. It has been a while since they've been around people and society. Correct. But maybe they just don't know how to respond. Or maybe they've just forgotten. Um, Dr. Dostak says Rick had his hand on a gun while staring lustfully and creepily at Jesse and her family. I haven't seen Dirty Mackin' like that since. How many times has Wolverine tried to fuck Kitty Pride? A lot. <coughs> I don't think Wolverine's ever tried to fuck Kitty Pride, guys. I think your Dr. Dostat's got to be talking about Jean Grey. Oh, one yeah. of them he's trying to fuck. <clears throat> yeah, that's Cyclops woman, Jean Grey. Rick taking Jesse's earlier omission of having a husband as her being single is understandable given the situation, but Rick was being creepy. I think that's a running theme in general with Alexandria, but especially with Rick and Jesse. Rick's been removed from civilized society for so long that he probably thinks acting like a caveman is flirting. Shit was so creepy. Yeah, yeah. By the way, 53% of our audience thinking that it's her seducing him is like, it just, even with an audience that's as forward thinking as ours, it just tells you why women get street harassed, why women can't, you know, if they go certain places at night, if they wear certain shit, like, it's like, you're a woman, you have titties, 
everything you do is trying to get my eye, my attention. Right, regardless if you're trying to get it or not. Yeah, like to look at that situation as some type of seduction, I don't know. I don't see it. I blame Rick for a lot of that. <clears throat> not to say she was guilt-free, but yeah. the bulk of the blame rolls on Rick. Yeah, I'm not even saying that, like, it's. I'm, I'm not even saying she won't capitulate to him. I just Correct. feel like... You know, him letting her know that there's interest there was some like fucked up shit for him to do. Um, and Sandler Agony responded to our review of Chappie. I thought Chappie was slightly better than Elysium when I found, which I found to be overbearing and pretentious. But when I left my viewing of it, I knew damn well it was living off of the District 9 aesthetic. If I were to use an analogy to associate Neil Bloomkamp, uh, it's that. He reminds me of Andrew Luck. Sports pundits quickly want to annoy him as a legend immediately, willfully forgetting that Russell Wilson has done more in his young career in comparison to Luck. Sure, he's put up great numbers and is deserving of being talked about, but alas, problem with sports talk and film discussions, it rarely allows for nuance. Well, who's the and who's the Russell Wilson of uh, this analogy in, yeah. in movies? Oh, he didn't say. Nope. Bloom Camp used uh, that one gimmick again and tried to pull a fast one with viewers and critics. And finally, it bit him. People got tired of the simple filmmaking, needless slow motion and found footage news reports that that were just veneers to cover up some of the, the lazy storytelling here. I agree. Once upon a time, Bloomkamp's name meant something in the industry ruled by Nolan Whedon, Scorsese and Spielberg. Now we just know him as a guy who hit off big with the District 9, but eh, with the other two movies. One major caveat for his next film, if if his new alien has a version of Ninja's sorry ass in it. Uh, someone better smack the soul out of Bloom Camp. Uh, couldn't stand that guy in Chappie. <laughs> All right, man. Um, let's do some voicemails. Got a couple of voicemails that came in. Uh, actually, I'm gonna play some music first. Can can I have some more water? Mm-hmm. All right, let me uh play some music for you guys. Um, so we can get a slight break. Um, let's see how about um. How about this? I ain't heard of that. I'm just here to train hoes. Put them on the main road. Teach them how to change clothes. I know you heard of that. Change your whole attitude. It's time to take off your cool. If it make you want to move, then move. My niggas get up on it. My bitches throw it back. Act like you want it. I know you heard it. I'm the young Texas A-Roy. KG of the game. LeBron James. You niggas must don't know my name. I'm Slim Thug, a motherfucker. The big boss of the South. And I'm just talking with my mouth. I back it up with my mouth. Before Jimmy cut the chick. It was 50 on my neck and over 50 in my ear. I'm the rookie of the year. I'm here for the takeover. Not out to replace her. But it's a new hustling time. Get a break's over. Don't get me confused with the rest of them dudes. I've been the boss down south. I'm just new to the few. Please believe them niggas don't do what I do. I got everything them other rappers got times too. I don't take them out to eat. I ain't here to trick or treat. I ain't trying to fix your weed. I ain't heard of that. I'm just here to train hoes. Put them on the main road. Teach them how to change clothes. I know you heard of that. Trick your whole attitude. It's time to take off your cool. If it make you want to move, then move. My niggas get up on it. My bitches throw it back. You might act like you want it. I know you heard of that. I'm that new problem out of Houston. You got word of that? It's Slim Thug and Neptunes. I know you heard of that. Ask your girl. She'll tell you the truth. You boys cool and can't fool with, with the, the boys in blue. I got some on my neck worth molding your house. I got some in my yard worth molding your spouse. I got some on my wrist worth molding your team. And that car you think clean ain't worth molding my brain. Hold up. 
Who you know wrote Bentley for the, the album drop? Still got a few from for real to make the, the album drop. Yeah, I hear y'all, but I don't see you niggas. Y'all just making words round. Y'all ain't seeing these figures. I don't take them out to eat, I ain't tryna trick a treat, I ain't tryna fix a weave, I ain't heard of that. I'm just here to train hoes, put them on the main road. Alright, he's back. Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. Let's get back to it. Uh we got some voicemails. Let's play those bad boys for all of you guys. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Stephen Richards out of Beaumont. Uh hey guys, I just wanted to tell you tell you both that I'm proud of you for uh, going ahead and having your 900th episode. I'm telling you, man, that's an accomplishment. You guys ought to be proud of yourselves, and you deserve a pat on the back for that. And it's not just a show. You know, you guys do a really good show because, you know, there's some of these guys out here, they're doing shows and nobody's listening, and they don't have any good perspectives or opinions on anything. You know, you got some people out here, uh, you know, uh, that are kind of like Ben Carson on podcasts and stuff like that. But anyway, enough about that. That kook, I tell you that, he's uh, he's kind of crazy, man. I tell you that much. But anyway, uh, Queen Karen, I'm I'm a proud of you, and you look marvelous, honey, with your uh, new hairdo and everything. Thank you. I'm telling you, uh, you're looking good, and uh, uh, congratulations to you. For, for having the courage to make that leap. I'm telling you, uh, when I was a little young and uh, my mom gave me some problems because I wanted to cut my mullet off, and I told her, Mom, I don't want this mullet no more. And she was like, well, uh, uh, she said, Stephen, you got to keep it. I said, why? She said, well, uh, that's just the most presentable style. You know, it's going to be a business in the front and it's a party in the back. And I said, but Mom, I don't want that no more. But she said, you got to keep it. But then I got older, and then I went ahead and cut it off. And, you know, she was mad. But, you know, she's okay. She's still my mama. Anyway, man, uh, I just wanted to tell you guys about that. And uh, I hope you guys have a good day. Congratulations on your 900th episode. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank Thank you you so much. We appreciate you calling. Uh, It's been a while. And, uh, yeah. I'm sure Karen uh, is appreciative of the compliments on the hair, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, all right, let's go to the next voicemail. And thank you very much, Stephen, for writing in, or calling in. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. Um, how are you guys doing this Saturday? Well, actually, it's not Saturday, but anywho, uh, I just want to tell Rod, Rod, you who? Had me dying laughing at work. I can't believe you ended your message to um, that herpes, a.k.a. Howard, with I will come to your job and knock the mop out of his hands. So that just tickled me. And <laughs> Sorry. But I just want to thank you for saying that because that really made my boring Thursday at work. Um, and you're asking, how did I end up in Florida? Um my boyfriend's in the military, so he got stationed in Florida. So that's how I ended up in Florida, which it is a culture shock. It is weird here. And in Florida, I'm not even that light-skinned, and, but here I'm considered a red bone, and I get told how skinny I am I need to eat more because out here I'm too thin. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very different in, um, out here in white living Florida. Uh, so <laughs> that's why I ended up out here. Uh, but thank you guys. Keep the show up. Um, and don't be knocking the, the mobs out of people's hands. <laughs> Bye, Rod. 
Bye-bye, Karen. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Facebook was uh, popping. It was definitely going down on Facebook for the last couple of days. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't come down to people's jobs and knock the mops out their hands. So, you know, have some respect for the show. That's all, all right. we ask. It's a very simple thing. Uh, next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Jen um, from the West Side. Um, anyway, <laughs> I called about two weeks ago, and I totally forgot to say my name. You guys were like, hmm, thanks for uh, the message, but we don't know who you are. So I meant to call in last week. You'd be like, hey, that was me who called, but I forgot to leave my name. But then I got sick. I'm still sick, but I didn't get a chance to call and whatnot. Um, but I did want to leave a feedback from one of the shows from, like, last week. Um, the Baller Alert segment with uh, the Honey Badger and the girl from Baller Alert was trying to play it cool, like she knew what was going on. So we all know that she was texting him all the time. And she was like, yeah, I saw on Twitter that he was changing his number and whatever, whatever. And I figured, you know, that we wouldn't talk again and whatever the hell she was saying. And I just kept thinking, he probably changed her number because of her ass. Like, she probably was hitting, up, hitting him up, like, all the time. He was like, man, I can't deal with this. Let me change my number. He's crazy hoes. <laughs> um, anyway, I also wanted to say, when you guys were talking about the Girl Scout cookies and how they are um, made by, like, two different companies, that's why there's, like, I think that's probably, you know, why there's a debate about, you know, their taste or whatever. And <laughs> And Karen was like, fucking delight when you guys are talking about the common delights and this one she said it had me dying and I was taking a walk at that time people were looking at me all crazy like what is this chick doing but anyway uh, <laughs> I just want to say I'm still catching up on the rest of the podcast from this week and you guys are still doing a great job and once again I was just calling to say that this is Jen from the West Side and I love your show alright bye all right, thank, thank you, you, Jen from the West Side. Jen from the West Side. I need to put that into the Skype as uh, by her name so that I can remember that next time. So let me do that right now. Um, Jen from the West Side. Mm-hmm. All right, West Side of Town, West Side of America. Um, just the west just the west side um before you move on we got two posts directly to our uh facebook fan page okay that uh well they actually were direct messages i won't give out their whole names mm-hmm. but uh lavelle if i'm pronouncing that right lavelle said hi rod and karen you are the best thing going on in the podcast world thanks for letting me know about three guys on they make me laugh almost as much as y'all I have a lot of catching up to do on y'all's podcast. I am raising three girls walking around the house with headphones on. Um, oh, 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 with headphones. Ain't, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry. Got you. What? No, I'm trying to get myself together because the words are running together. Sorry. No problem. Take your time. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. I am walking. What, I am racing three girls. So walking around with walking around the house with headphones on ain't the right way to do it. I really appreciate what y'all are doing. I am a member. Of, I am. I am a member and have a subscription. I will leave you a five star rating on iTunes. I look forward to the next week's shows. Rod, you are really taking. 
Oh, you already taking raising children seriously. One thing though, children don't belong in R-rated movies and PG-13 movies. And um, uh, if they did, they need to shut up. Oh, why do you say that? Um, because this okay, this is old. Um, okay. Oh, you just see it? Yeah, okay, sorry, right it's blending together to me. Uh, that's because he didn't put any space in or. Uh, <laughs> okay, I thought it was just me. I'm sorry. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, he was talking about when we were saying that uh, with Kim Kardashian, like, look, she got a kid. Damn, if I saw a kid in a movie theater, I'd be okay with that. And he's saying, like, nah, you need to go get an usher. I'll go get an usher if I see your kid, hear your kids, or see or hear your phone. Don't disturb my movie watching. That's where I draw the line. Otherwise, take your babies anywhere you want. Okay. I love to hear babies cry, laugh, fart, make cute giggle sound. I have no beef with the West, uh, like Kanye and Kim. I laugh at them with y'all. I'm a big fan that lives in the insane state, great state of Texas. Peace, y'all. Thanks, Lavelle. Thank you. And the one above that one, yeah. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on a second. Let me uh, look that one up. Um, yeah, it was like one big run-on sentence, so I apologize. That's why I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm losing spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, this is why, you know, what I do, you know. People, yeah. people sleep on the boy, yeah, but, you know, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Y'all right. send some fucked up stuff, and I make it sound like it's legible. And correctable. And so shout-out to the people on podcasts that do the reading, because, you know, people that don't do that reading don't understand how fucked up it is. Karen got that non-reading privilege, y'all. <laughs> Right. Yeah, welcome to my side of the world. Right. I was reading this going, what a minute, fuck it. What's the punctuation? <laughs> my bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to send a shout out to you guys from Kelly Todd R. Um, I wanted to send a shout out to you guys. My girlfriend found your podcast looking for feedback on The Walking Dead from a black and brown perspective. You and Sister Speaks are the funniest and most hilarious personalities that review The Walking Dead. We love the grounded views from The Walking Dead scenes and episodes. Keep keeping the sh- that shit real. A brother from the Southeast D.C. and my beautiful Latina girlfriend from Santa Maria, California, living in our own Alexandria safe zone, La Jolla, California. Uh, please believe if these walls came down, a nigga would be all right. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Kelly. Um, and that that's everybody, right? Yes, okay. yes. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, guys. Now we have some emails. I just saw this email. This is like going in a time machine because this is from like October. I put it in the wrong folder and oh, I was just che- I just on a whim checked the other folders. I was like, did I look in this? Oh, what is this doing here? Um, I don't know if we've read it if she resent it or not. So it's Miss Danny, uh, who you know, uh, scientist. Hey, family. Sorry, I haven't had much time to leave feedback. The world of scientific research never stops, but I've been a faithful listener, and I've been telling all my friends about your show and that they should leave a five-star review on iTunes. Also, I still plan on sending you a little something special and buy from your cafe press shop so that I can definitely claim my title as official scientist of the show. I heard the rules, LOL. All right, let's get to the feedback. Episode 793, Right Supremacy. Rod, although I'm not a lefty, I know what you're going through because my little sister is a lefty. My mom had me going through Walmart and Target searching for left-handed scissors, notebooks, etc. I support you, fam. Thank you, Miss Danny. Uh, episode 796, Everybody Hates Raven. I mourned for a bit about the ending of Saturday morning cartoons on the days, all the days of DuckTales, Tailspin, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and all the other good cartoons. Mm-hmm, Darkwing Duck. Uh, let's see. Nowadays, I watch I Love Lucy and the Golden Girls on Saturday mornings, so I've got, I guess I've gotten old. Y'all also talked about Thug Kitchen. 
listen i could have sworn y'all were gonna play a clip from auntie fee bro i haven't laughed at a cooking show more than i did that uh and i think auntie fee is that lady that um mm-hmm. cook yeah she's out hood and shit episode 797 7th heaven uh all i have to say is i love me some denzel and i'm here for the rap that he is the best actor ever lol oh that denzel washington uh the best actor ever this came right on time as i just listened to black on black cinema's review of american gangster thanks for suggesting that podcast y'all no problem my mom listens to it yes she does episode 798 shaming y'all mentioned engagement rings and how the price determines the length of the marriage i can't remember who mentioned how it was a scam made up by De Beers, but i remember seeing the video about it even if it's true i still want a ring it doesn't make have to be goofy or obnoxious though uh yeah i wouldn't worry about it um i don't think any of those studies fucking matter just do what you want to do to be happy and if Correct. you yeah, look, if you're a man out there dating a woman that want her a ring, you're going to have to get that ring, bro. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how progressive everybody is, when it comes down to it, certain shit people want. Lab gonads. Who the hell thought of that? Uh, yeah, they make testicles in the lab. Now I work with long endothelial cells at work, long endothelial cells at work, and we get them the same way. Washing organ donors long with a specific detergent and extract the specific lung cells but we never tried to grow a new lung from it however the idea is quite brilliant what man wouldn't want a new functioning real penis if he somehow lost his if a guy gets a lab penis does he get to pick the color and if a woman gets a lab vagina will it be like she's a virgin again i'm sure those surgeries would be interesting the possibilities are endless with science well that's the lab geek in me and all with all those questions lol i'm not that much of a pervert well, let me tell you something. My question would be, when will the movies get a hold of it? You're worried about the sign. I want to talk about the fiction. <laughs> I want to watch the movie about the the lab vagina that slowly takes over your brain. Oh, that's um, coming. Sci-fi. Yep. Uh, well, sorry to write so much. It's been too long. Look forward to more episodes. Love y'all. Miss Danny 10. Still funny. Bullet ball extreme. My point. Always going to be funny. Uh, Big Chop. Ep natural hair this is by uh yalitza yalitza i hope i'm pronouncing this right and if i'm not my mistake but i think it's yalitza uh hey you guys uh i love the show and binged on the whole podcast in two months thank god you have a podcast basically every other day i love the discussion you had on natural hair and doing the big chop i didn't go natural until i was a sophomore in college and it was so freeing Life has never been so easy. I think it's a ter- it is terrible that black women often choose to put dangerous chemicals on their head rather than caring for it natural. Why? Because we don't know how. I'm a junior at Rhode Island School of Design, this, and this year was awarded a Brown University Social Innovation Fellowship. With the fellowship, I'm working on my venture, Healthy Roots. Healthy Roots is a doll-slash-storybook that combats internalized racism and colorism by teaching young black girls how to care for their natural hair and about cultures of, their, of the African diaspora. Here is a link to my doll prototype and f- a Facebook page. I will be launching a Kickstarter campaign this summer and would love if you could share my Facebook page with your viewers. I recognize the power that social media has to make change. I want young black girls to have access to my product so that they too can become confident and empowered. It is not just a doll. It is about the power of culture, identity, and positive representation. In our current market, there are no dolls of color that represent girls of the African uh, 
diaspora fully. There are no dolls that teach natural hair care. There are cute doll. There are cute people of all kinds of skin tone, features, hair combinations. There should be cute dolls of all kinds, skin tones, features, and hair combinations. I believe that my product can be the doll that makes young black girls not just feel beautiful, but intelligent and powerful. Looking forward to hearing back from you. Uh, well, that's dope, man. I'll put a link to the Facebook page in the show notes mm-hmm. and people can check that out. But, uh, yeah, I think anytime somebody is putting out, uh, you know, something about people loving themselves, especially little girls, like not getting that impression that everything about them is wrong. Right. Um, uh, that'll be cool. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a doll, so you're going to have some pushback no matter what you decide because you you know it's hard to represent all people like there's no uh overweight dolls there's no dolls that uh lgbtq dolls yeah so i mean i'm sure you'll you know that's probably coming soon and people will have a fit yeah but i think you know just more people need to get their voices out there we need to get more different type of dolls and stuff because i think the influences that we grow up with were shaped by Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think it does say something when a lot of what kids, what, you know, especially young girls learn about themselves that they're not skinny enough, they're not tall enough, their hair isn't long enough, they're not blonde and white enough. So, yeah, good for you. Um, Natasha wrote in, hey, Rod and Karen, FYI, you should get a nice little care package in a week or so. It's mostly hair stuff for Queen Karen. But I did include some lotion and grooming spray Rod can use on this beard. Oh, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Uh, this is one of my favorite black owned hair and body companies. I hope you like what I picked for you. Th- take care, Natasha P. Thank you, sweetie. So Looking forward to it. I we haven't got that yet. Looking forward to oh it. Oh my God, the receipt is on here. Woo! Lord, 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 you must love us. <laughs> I'm about to say, I, I can't see from back here. Yeah. But thank you, sweetie. Oh, and then email number two. Hey guys, here's a second welcome to the tribe gift order for Karen. This is shit from Canada, so it may take a bit longer to arrive, but it should totally be worth it. I know Karen will rock these well. So she sent you some more stuff. Um, so I, the butterfly series, what exactly is this? Um, it's earrings and clips. They're like butterflies. Yay! So are you going to be, you going to be swagged out, dog? Yay! I am. I'm going to be swaggalicious, honey. And, and I don't really be faced in pics, but fuck it. Y'all gonna be seeing a lot of this bald head flashing around your screen with the size, with, with the, with the one cut. Yeah. That's, man, I grew my beard. I ain't get shit, man. All right, fellas, but I, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I see, I see you, Natasha. You, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm. Your beard, beard ain't the same. Beard ain't the same. I, I noticed. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank Rod and Karen for the archives, uh, from Anime Sparkster. What's good, y'all? I just wanted to take a minute to say how grateful I am that y'all opened the archive episodes up to your premium, to premium members. Uh, oh, man, it's not open up. It just took me forever to post them because there's so many. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you log in on the website, pretty much every single episode we've ever done is on our website if yeah. you're a premium. Every just make one. sure you're logged in and you can either search for the number, click on it, go through the archives yourself. Type and, the title um, and it'll pop up. Anything yeah, you want. Pretty much every episode is on there. There's one lost episode that got deleted. I don't. I can't. I don't remember the number, but yeah, I, don't know I can't. I can't find, find it. it. I don't know yeah, what happened. I guess we will see it and see if anybody got it. And I tried that. Nobody's got it. Nobody's tried got it. it. Yeah, this is a wrap. It's gone. It's, it's in the ether. But oh. the point being, um, all of them, but that one. Just that one. 
all of them are on there so mm-hmm. if you ever go man that was really funny i want to go back then you can go listen to it and uh you know hopefully give me a little a couple more months i have like an rss feed uh in order of all the old episodes that'll take a little longer because mm-hmm. it is a lot it's almost at a thousand episodes but you know this is why people pay us so we can do shit like this right right a couple of weeks ago, I came across episode 346, where y'all and Justin listened to the radio interview with Busy Bone. Oh, I remember that. That was so much fun. I wish it were news so I could nominate it for funniest moment for the tippies. And yes, he went holla, holla, holla. I remember. <laughs> people that's people down at the bus uh-huh. station. But you don't really feel me, though. Uh, we did that for weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but they ain't really got no money, though. Um, I'm pretty sure he went, he flew off to fight Freezer before <laughs> Planet Namek ep- explodes. Uh, I don't know, I don't think I'll ever be without content. Even if y'all took some weeks off, uh, I always had an archives. Thanks again. Keep changing lives and challenging minds. P.S. Drugs are bad. Yeah, man, we will. And I'm sure at some point this year, we will have to take some vacation before we get burned out doing this stuff. But, uh, yeah. You know, we appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah, if, if, and that's one of the best way, reasons to be premium is that there's still always new shit coming out. Right. So a lot of times we go on, we, we go on vacation, like if we take a week off, premium people still get shit like we was never gone. Yeah. So um, I don't, somebody just asked what episode that was. I can't, uh, I have to, I just, I just sent that email to the trash. Hold on. Let me, give me a second. I'll find it. Um, I want to say he said 346 off the top of my head. But, uh. Now I have to go find it. I don't remember. Son of a gun. Oh, here it is. It's episode, yeah, 346. Wow, I really did remember it off the top of my head. Uh, so yeah, episode 346 is the one he's talking about. Shanice writes in, Big Chop Beauty. Hello, Rod and Karen. I just wanted to tell Karen how excited I am that she went ahead and did the Big Chop. I was on the bus when I was listening to that day's podcast and I almost squealed with excitement when Karen made the announcement. I held it together, but I could not help smiling the whole ride to work from ear to ear. <laughs> I even shared with my mom and my roommate that you went natural, even though they don't even listen, even though they don't even listen to the podcast at all. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, I guess that's good, baby. Uh, wow. Well, I won't bombard you with information or remedies that work for me because I'm sure you got a lot of that. All I'll say is coconut oil. Honey. Yes. Like that. That's my, uh, my best friend, uh, coconut oil. And it was funny though. Cause, um, I still go get my hair done. She, you know, your mama still washes my hair because you still need maintenance. And it was hilarious because she was doing my hair and I don't, what the fuck is a comb? I had to use a comb mm-hmm. in, in about two weeks. So your mama took the comb and she combed my hair and said, Oh, you can comb it. <laughs> I, I ain't been using no comb. I done stole all of Roderick's brushes. He go look for his brushes in my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I do have to buy you a brush. Cause I went to cut my hair the other day and my brush is in there. Right. Um, uh, good luck to both of y'all on the hair journey. Oh yeah. Great podcast. Shanice PS. Yes. Rod and Karen. There's a connection between naturals. It is the same as seeing the only other black person at whatever work event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people, I'm sure women with natural hair do look at each other like, Hey, what's going on? Um, you, you down with this too? Head nod. Right. Afro shake. <laughs> Someone put, uh, Ashley wrote in, ba da 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 song. Ba da 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 song. Anyway, there's a link to Loop the Song by Sissy Noby on Wednesday's Groupie Tales. Y'all were singing a song, and this is the song I thought y'all were referencing. 
this is a nola bounce song that i figured y'all would enjoy add to your repertoire fucking with gay people intro news that's it enjoy ashley kinda official scientist uh so what is the song sissy newbie by loopy So go hard with that beat. Oh. all right the the song i was talking about is tom's diner by susan vega little bit slower than you know than other song other songs say some goddamn migos about how you should be minding your business it's so funny though because um she made a hit song out of nothing yeah like she really just sat down it don't rhyme it's Mm-mm. like it doesn't have a deeper meaning Mm-mm. it's just i was sitting at a diner guys All and right. this is the shit that happened the other beat the other did, 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 the beat goes hard on that one and i don't think no booty popping and shaking gonna be on this version yeah i'm sorry um bk writes in just had to say feedback just had to say it once again i'm joining the shows you guys have definitely exposed me to other great shows each time you feature a guest 903 being carson to me isn't a very serious candidate and should be enough evidence to show republicans that black people don't blindly vote for candidates just because they are blacks as if herman cain and alan keys aren't evidence enough hell i don't even think republicans on the whole will get behind carson he will just be the nice window dressing as they rebrand themselves as an inclusive party note the quotation quotation marks episode 903 when i read heard about ferguson pd report i thought about something that rod with a d not a b folks mentioned a while back pds around the country are essentially revenue collectors for their municipalities they budget in the fact that they will bring in a certain amount of cash via bogus fines and tickets it is my hope that this finding in ferguson opens the door for thorough vetting of all police departments and their tactics uh i won't i'm just gonna tell you like this bro um the money's so much i don't think so Mm -mm. 
it's that much money mm-hmm. we are the number one in the world craig when it comes to incarcerating people number one in the world there's no way that we're gonna be able to to look at all that money it's privatized prisons it's you know even like even if you just look at opportunity cost versus fixed cost uh on just an economic scale you're still gonna have all these fixed costs of government's spending that even if they were able to reduce their policing and uh over incarceration of folks you're still gonna have so much payroll and and, and whatnot that they're gonna need to find something else yeah to offset the cost yeah it's it's, it's like the banks uh you know 20 25 years ago you you may have had 20 fees now you have hundreds because the government was like hey y'all can't uh rearrange shit so shit post out of order or hey you know we got to cap this off at 20 fines y'all can't you know have somebody's account in you know a thousand dollars in the negative because you you know made one mistake i mean not not you made mistake because your computer system calculates how can i make this account constantly going to the debit when you start restricting interest rates and shit like that they will find other ways so that's that's why a lot of uh places are fighting against uh marijuana uh, because once you do that, this is going to end their revenue. It's t- it's millions of people that are locked up right now for having, you know, ounce or less of marijuana. Like a lot of people are locked up because of this. So if you take that away, this revenue got to come from somewhere else. But the only reason why it's looking enticing is because you actually make more money by saying buy it than you do locking people up. That's the only reason why. And states now with the economy and people losing their jobs and, and people, you know, um, pay not raising and going up and shit like that. A lot of uh, states are doing that. And they're looking at these other states going, hey, look at all the money that they're making that we don't have. We're still slicing and cutting our government and laying people off and not replacing jobs. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, like I just say, once you get used to people uh, getting paid a certain amount, people are like, I'm I'm not losing my job because y'all want to change the laws. Yeah. Um, SAE. No one is shocked or surprised that there are racist frat brothers in college, but these are the same people who end up in positions of power down the line. These are the people who create policies and become department managers. They end up in positions to hire and fire. So how can people of color expect a fair shake when these types of people often rise through the ranks? Not just that, man. I would add in, how can you expect a fair shake when people are constantly making excuses for these people? Right. Well, they're not really racist. Yeah, because they'll do the right thing once they get a job, right? Then once their job is to hire black, you know, hire people at a uh, at an office, they'll 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 forget about all their days of racism in college. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think people grow out of this shit. I think it takes a less obvious, overt form, but I think it's always still there for people that that are raising that culture and don't do anything to change it. Because we're we're essentially you're expecting that these people with no intervention will simply be above being racist at some point in their life. Right. One day they'll have a change of heart. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Episode 905. It's hard to ignore the specter of race when it comes to people's views on athletics and when people should be eligible to compete as professionals. There is no uproar in other sports that are predominantly white when teens enter their ranks. I'm with your Rod and Karen's collective view. Once you complete high school, you should be given an opportunity to go pro. If you go to college, then the primary objective should be academics first. Truthfully, that would test the views of talking heads who talk a good game about caring about academics and the greater good of the students. No one, well, very few, 
cares about the athletes beyond their ability to perform on the field. If the star QB decided to sit out a bowl game to prepare for a major class presentation, he'd get roasted by fans. Right. And I want to buck this notion that spending more time in college instantly equates to being a better person and more ready for pro sports. I'm not saying there's no validity to that point, I'm, but I'm tired of people acting like there isn't a long list of fuck-ups who spent four years in college. The college experience is pretty much what you make of it. Merely being on campus doesn't automatically make you mature. And just because you play four years of a sport in college doesn't instantly make you ready for the pros. Your college coach's objective is to win games on the college level and not to develop you as a pro prospect. Yeah, look at Tim Tebow. They are not going to suddenly change their offensive scheme to make sure you get reps in the system similar to the pro ranks to the detriment of their win-loss record. Yeah, I would even throw in something else on that, BK. Um the college experience for a lot of athletes, especially high caliber, probably going to the pros athletes, it's just not the same as yours and mine. So people can talk all that shit they want. The end of the day, the vast majority of college athletes, college experience isn't the, uh, the you know, the hard nose, put your book, get your nose in a book type of experience. You know, it's filled with a certain type of celebrity, you know, and. I think we have to recognize that if we're truly talking about a college experience that's going to enrich these people, college can't just be about, you know, getting out of girls, partying, boosters, people taking your classes for you. You can't be that. That's not really college. And so it's not enriching anybody, but uh, anybody's maturity. I enjoyed the discussion on HBCUs. You enlighten your guests about HBCUs and shot down common perceptions perceptions as i mentioned in a previous feedback email i kind of wish i attended one my college experience is pretty good but i know the, that the family members who attended hbcus all benefited from their experience shit i live vicariously through my cousin's experience at howard yeah man i mean shit i mean a lot of people you know you if you live somewhere close to hbcu man go visit them go check out their homecoming you know if you have a kid that's looking into colleges and your family, you know, encourage them to at least take a visit. You know, you never know. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but, um, but for a lot of people, they automatically cross them off the list and don't even give them a try or attempt to give them a try. Yeah, I, I mean, I went on a tour of like, whoo, I don't know how many black schools we saw. It was like maybe ten or something. It was like this this uh, this group I was part of where they take kids that have you know pretty good academic scores and stuff. They take you on a tour of black colleges and, you know, you get to talk to them. And, you know, my grades are fairly high. My SAT score is fairly high. So pretty much everywhere I got off the bus, I got offered a scholarship. The only place I didn't was Howard, um, um, which, you know, uh, I, which I would have went to. I wouldn't have minded going to. I mean, because uh, just, you know, it seemed so cool. But um, that was the only people that was like, <laughs> What's your SAT? Nah, it gotta uh, be Negro, like. Bro, you ain't that special. Yeah, it ain't a sixteen hundred. <laughs> All right then, but uh, yeah, but other than them, everywhere I went to offered me, you know, a scholarship, and you know, of course, there were some just like any college that I was like, nah, you know, I went to uh, got out the bus in Delaware, and it was so cold and snowing. I said, mm mm, your boy not doing this, you know. <laughs> I think I had on like a jacket, a hoodie. And a trench coat. And the, I got off the bus and the wind flew through me to my bones. <laughs> I said. Y'all went in the wintertime then. Nigga, they could, man, they could have offered to suck my dick. I would not have went to that school. 
it was nothing they could offer me they was like well we got a prestigious band i was like i don't care it's like oh so-and-so went here and so-and-so went ah it's too cold i can't hear anything you saying i want to get back on the bus that's how i felt the whole trip <laughs> the cold is affecting me fuck you it's cold yeah then we got we went to another one and then we had a snowball fight with the students that was cool but once again as soon as that snow hit me i said it's too cold i'm not fucking with y'all so uh but yeah man i encourage anybody to at least take a tour there's a lot look into the resources you know what i mean even if you're out of school now you know you can always get your master's if you or or you know whatever you think if you're going to think about additional education going back to school i mean at least consider it like i said it's not necessary um i don't think it's something that everybody needs to experience Mm -hmm. or whatever but if it's something you feel like man i really missed out on that there, there's always opportunities to kind of get involved, man. Um, so uh, he says, uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so he lived vicariously through his cousin's experience at Howard. That year she brought four of her dorm mates up to NYC during spring break. Instantly made me want to head down to D.C. when they left. Yeah, man, that camaraderie, dog. Uh, talking to them was, and, and see, that's the thing socially you just don't have to work as hard i think right people forget about that in college that socially you're also out of your water so me even with a hbcu when you my parents pulled a car from campus i'm on my own right like i gotta make friends i gotta do all that shit and i'm glad that race wasn't a hurdle that i had to tackle you know what I mean? I think it's a big hurdle for a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of black people in America is not just hanging out with quote unquote white people, but finding the quote unquote cool white people. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't want to be down with the SAEs and secretly they calling me nigger in the other room. Like, that's not, you know, it's a lot of, of stuff there that you have to unpack. And I feel like one thing that was cool about the HBCU is if somebody didn't like me, they just didn't like me on the merits of my personality. So, right. You know, I didn't, I never felt like it was a race thing or I'm being ostracized for being black. It was like, yeah, nah, those, those people don't like me for some other reason. You know, it's, it's, it's a tiny, tiny thing, but it's a huge thing in a way too. Um, all right. So, so he says, uh, talking to them was like a living, breathing endorsement for Howard and HBCUs in particular. I like the response you gave your guest when he talked about his weirdness. I like how you mentioned that you are very likely to find other black people who share your interest on campus. If I had attended, I would have been that dude in the dorms bumping all the dance hell, reggae artists, like, I don't know how to pronounce this word, but Vibiz Cartel, uh, Conscience, and Busy Signal. If that didn't work, maybe that white boy shit like Peter Cetera and Phil Collins would help me find a click. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, they would... Yeah, people did it all the time. We talk about music, man. In the dorms, whatever is hot, well, normally everybody be bumping. Yeah, but not just that, but there were people that, like, when I got to my um dorm, I was in there with uh four dudes from Trinidad. Right. And them motherfuckers used to drop this shit. It was called, like, Soka or Soka Paran. And them motherfuckers, man, my man Jason, every motherfucking... Sunday, well, I'm trying to just sleep in. It's fucking eight in the morning. That motherfucking soca come on, dog. What is that soca? Oh, it's pronounced vibes, by the way. Soca, soca music. It's yes. like dancing. Um, let me. See. They gotta have some on Spotify somehow. That's right, cause they're from Trinidad and Tobago, right? Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Um. Let's see, soca 2015. 
Every song sounds like this to me. <laughs> like, like this song is the representation of, like, it, I don't know how long his mixtape was. I feel like it was eight hours. Because <laughs> they all start, sound the same. It all sound the same. Say, so you click on another song, you don't get the same cadence. I don't know if they all. Yeah, here's another one. Yeah. All on got mad BPMs and just. Yeah, ain't no sad soca songs. Oh no, everybody's happy and partying. This will make you feel better. Not at eight o'clock in the morning when you're trying to sleep, though. Right, but I will wake up. But I eventually just start. I will wake up and start going in his room and start fucking uh, whining and dancing and shit. Yeah. He'd be like, "Get the fuck out, boy!" And I'd be like, "Nope, you woke me up." Right, right. You You dancing? We doing soca today, bitch. That's what you get for waking me up early on the Saturday, on the Sunday morning, but you don't want me to bother you? No. Yep. Me and John about to come in here and hump on your bed. <laughs> right. Play the shit lower then. But, uh, but yeah, like, I didn't get introduced to that till college. I never would have probably been introduced to that music at all. Um, so if you listen to Vibes Cartel or something like that, it's somebody there that fuck with that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all it's all genres of music yeah if it's phil collins and shit that you know Somebody not to there, mention no no limit soldier was hot when we was in college not to mention like the one thing i want to stress is you get to hold on to your whatever makes you special you know like it's not like i'm black and special Mm-mm. like i feel like some people want to have it all the way like i'm black and i'm special right you, you can still be special and be with the black people guys it's cool mm-hmm. Even if nobody fucked with Phil Collins, you would still be cool on campus. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we would still, you would find, you get in where you fit in. That's all I'm saying. Uh, lastly, I watched Empire with my fiance, and the show is pretty entertaining, in my opinion. I don't attach any further importance to or meaning to the show, but it is cool to see a show featuring a majority black cast murdering the Nielsen ratings each week. In my opinion, the show succeeds in the most basic of objectives. Make viewers want to tune in next week to see what happens. It's why I locked into How to Get Away with Murder. It's why pro wrestling's biggest boom period is in the late 90s. What, uh, that was must see TV. I hope the show's success can open up more lanes for our actors, producers, and writers to get their projects greenlit. Me too. Yeah, honestly, man, I wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for my man, Bomani Jones, man. I gotta thank him. Dog, he put me on. Uh, I heard him talk about it on the Levitar show. And, you know, I, I thanked him on Twitter. And I, I hope I try to get as many people to retweet it as possible, but, Thank Bomani Jones, man. The success of this show without Bomani, I don't think it would happen because he live tweets it. It makes everybody else watch it to see what he's talking about. Correct. The ratings have gone up at an unprecedented fashion every week because he continues to live tweet and tell us all about it. And I just want to thank that man. So y'all should at Bomani underscore Jones on Twitter. You know, go like my Facebook post where I thanked him on there. 
uh Emil writes in feedback all day hello karen and rod before i start i need to ask a question is this the kind of podcast that makes a man love a man a man love a man a man love a man yeah isn't it something that a bunch of frat boys singing that 100 year old racist chant and rappers saying nigga get blamed i was thinking about that when i heard kanye's new track all day for the first time i counted the number of times he says nigga in the song and it's 44 times i don't think there's could be a more perfect retort even if unattended to that tired bullshit argument that these poor blameless frat boys were saying nigger because rappers with their obscene hippity hoppity music say it all the time complain about those rappers using the n-word then get hit with this track with 44 nigger instances on a separate note i've been loving your day walking recaps it has me looking forward to the dim thrones recaps i love that you th- that you threw the n-word out of the chat for that n-word out of the chat for spoiling shit I hate when people spoil stuff. I read the Game of Thrones books and I would never dream of spoiling shit by telling people that it ends when Rocket Raccoon comes through a wormhole and installs Peter Quill, aka Star Lord, in the Iron Throne. Oops, I've said too much. I noticed all the Empire references that you were sprinkling throughout the podcast. I appreciate them because I've been loving that show as well. I hope Karen gets up to speed soon. I'm not sure if you noticed the subtle implication of Empire that homosexuality is frowned upon in the black community. <laughs> Oh what? Uh, you you get that out of there? <laughs> I don't really know if I get that out of that, Emil. Man, you might want to watch it again because I don't know. They seem pretty pretty progressive on that show, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this last episode, also subtly as so as a ton of bricks, suggested that they were ashamed of mental illness. That Lee Daniels keep the magic coming. I'm just shocked they wasn't cooking. They tried to pray it away, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sure they was going to pull that bullshit, but they pulled some different bullshit. Uh, feedback show. Man, fuck SAE for my man, Dr. Dostax. How to carry the ride is Dr. Dostax, and this isn't ball deep, balls deep. First off, Rod, I hope you're feeling better from yesterday. Oh my God. I was so sick. I can't even get my head done. I didn't know what was happening. Roger's gonna be watching TV live, tweeting, watching, you know, the Carolina play last night, watching the game and shit like that. I came in, this nigga was wrapped up in the bed. I was like, oh shit, something wrong. Yeah, I texted her. I don't know why she didn't respond. She's having too good a time with my mom and them to even think about <laughs> her man, but whatever. <laughs> um, you did tell me you didn't feel good. I did. I said, I'm sick and I'm going, I ended the show early. I'm going to bed. And I, I got I the text like, messages right here. And I was like, okay. I guess no, I think- didn't even, I didn't even get an okay, y'all. I <laughs> see you gonna make me look it up. You're trying <laughs> to tell these bald headed lies. <laughs> you just digging the hole for yourself. I, I, I probably didn't respond back. I read like, okay, you okay. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, felt a little sick, ended the show early. I'm going to lay down. That was at like, <laughs> 558. Oh, I ain't know it was at 558. At, <laughs> at 1058. <laughs> exactly five hours later, I got on my way home. <laughs> yes. Not, oh, you sick. Not even okay, you are sick. Not, not even acknowledged. On my way home. <laughs> then I said, okay. Then here, then I said, okay, do you want me to come out? Because sometimes I walk Karen in, I was sick, but I was like, if she need me to walk her in, I just get up. Yeah, I ain't want to force she get up. Walk, walk her in, and then I, then I didn't get a response to that question either. And I said, "Are my texts coming through?" And that was it. Until, <laughs> then I opened up the door. So I don't know what she's talking about, but she definitely didn't care. Um, <laughs> I did care because I. Because they, they was like, "Where Roger got?" I was like, "Oh, he's at home. He don't feel good." Everybody was like, "Oh, okay." But we did have a good time, and I didn't go lie. We we had a great time. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, we had to end the balls deep early, man, for the first time. Like, it was only like an hour and 40 minutes. Cause, uh, and we had a guest, Aaron Rand Freeman. We didn't really get to finish the show. I mean, it wasn't, we only had four more articles to go, but we just didn't get to go into the articles and make fun like we normally do as much. Um, and I feel terrible about that, but man, I was so sick, y'all. I got off the mic. I had chills. First, I had hot, like, sweats when I was on the mic for no reason. And I went to get water and I was so hot. I actually walked into the bathroom and turned on the shower. And I took, I took my shirt off and I let the water run all over the top part of my body like Andre and, uh, fucking, uh, Empire. And I gotta say, man, that dude be acting cause I really did do that involuntarily. Like I was involuntarily breathing like that. Uh, I didn't know cold water could have that effect on you if you just pour it straight on you from the, from the, um, shower head. But I was really sitting up there like, <sighs> And all that shit. So that's good acting on his part. Cause I don't even know if that water's that cold, but, uh, so I let that go on for like 30 seconds. And then I took off, I had like jogging pants on. I took my jogging pants off, changed it to some shorts. Then I, and all this happened in about two minutes, maybe three minutes tops to, uh, set on, uh, set, uh, laid on the bed with no shirt. Um, and just my shorts on while the fan was on for a while turned on the ac and i was cooling down a little bit and then i drank some water and i came back and i started doing the show again i started getting hot again i was like what the fuck is going on so i was just like all right we gotta wrap it up sorry i just i'm feeling terrible so we finished the show uh justin packed up and left and he was like make sure you text karen tell her you feeling bad or whatever i was like i will but I, I, deep down i think at that time i already knew karen wouldn't care <laughs> so I, I told you know he he left i was like all right man and i laid on the couch i just laid on the couch butt ass naked with just nothing but a sheet on me and then i got the chill so i went from like over hot to over cool and i was just laying on that chill like just freezing and it was like so i felt so cold i didn't even want to like reach down and put on like my clothes again because i was like i had to come from under the cover and yeah, then I you had the flu or something i don't know then i woke up about three hours after that because then I, I just i basically fell asleep i woke up watched the end of the carolina game the beginning of the duke game and then i went to the to bed because i knew it was cooler in there and uh put on some clothes and went lay down in the bed which i never do flashes i don't know i thought i was having menopause or something and then uh i laid in the bed and i was still cold but i was trying to get comfortable my head was hurting a little bit and then karen came home and gave me some ibuprofen and uh some water and then uh i woke up this morning about 5 30 and i was okay i don't know why i just felt better like used the bathroom and everything, I felt better, and I wouldn't play ball this morning and everything. Yeah, I, that's why when I woke up this morning, I was shocked to actually see you had already left. I was like, "What?" If I you- really think it was something I ate, honestly. Okay, that's the only thing I could think of because it was a shitty ass burger I had that just was terrible, and uh, it didn't taste right when I ate it. So, okay, I was thinking maybe it was that shit. Um, so, anyway, thank you for checking on me, Doctor Del Stacks. Back to your email um second karen your new haircut is on fleek thank you 
I saw the poll about being shocked or surprised about the SAE, and I'm neither. A collection of white dudes with trust funds in a frat, will they'll be more connected than old telephone switchboard? This is how they are behind closed doors, and I worry that such activities are going to make their way out of those doors. Um, that Well, the shit is already out of the door, like back in the old days, except now white folks have moved the goalposts for racism so far back that we can't see the damn thing over the horizon. I honestly don't know what the future holds for folks around my age. I'm 24. Since I'm feeling like the racial climate in this country has skipped all the way back to the 50s. Off rip, I knew that was an old song of theirs because dude on the bus was singing that in a particular fervor meant that meant for singing old frat anthems. I was at a white, I was in a white frat at a PWI. We had a book full of songs that were mostly juvenile, but nothing like that. It's personally frustrating to hear all this talk about how millennials are wildly progressive on race. When truthfully, we're the same as generations before us, except now racism is dictated on terms of white folks, and apparently nothing is racist anymore. The most racist people I've ever dealt with were folks who were my white peers in college. Yeah, and they swear they're not racist, dog. It's like you can't even get through to them because there's no act or word or anything that they can do or say that they will actually go, that is racist, and that makes somebody a racist. Right. It's like only people that are racist own slaves, and that's it. Right. If you don't own them, if you don't hang them by a tree... Well, shit, you can hang about you and not be racist. The only way you race, you got to own, own somebody. <laughs> right. A guy in my frat once demanded that I let him call the people who robbed our frat house niggers because, in his words, he earned the right to call them that. He wouldn't say that he is racist. He would say that he is a realist. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Shit like that where it's like there's literally no bar for where somebody's a racist. My old wrestling team, and then the thing is, they don't, then they make it sound like you're crazy for wondering if they are a racist. You know, like I had a friend that, that said that shit to me where he was like, oh, it's cool if I said you my nigga, right? And I'm like, look, man, I don't know what kind of black people you fuck with, but you obviously ain't never fuck with one like me. I don't play that. Now I'm not going to hurt you or anything. I'm not going to be physically violent, but I won't hang out with you if you use that kind of language around me. You know, I don't give a fuck if you think it's a term endearing or not. It's not for you to say to me, period. End of discussion. And I don't call them that shit either and that, on purpose. I don't feel like fucking having that conversation with them. And, you know, um, he took it under advisement, apologized, and we're still cool to this day. It wasn't like uh, the, the be-all, end-all of our friendship. It wasn't even something that I bring up all the time or anything. It was just one of those moments where it's like, you can either respect me or not respect me, but just know that there will be a reaction to that, you know? And I feel like um, people expect to do shit like that. And maybe some black people let them get away with that. Or maybe they just don't think it's a big deal, but I'm not going to be that guy because it is a big deal to me. Uh, my old wrestling teammates who wanted to carry concealed guns on campus because the school was in an urban area and they feared for their safety. They wouldn't consider themselves racist, but they would be quick to point sight something that they heard on Fox News about black-on-black crime. Shit, at the end of the day, I see that video, and I'm not shocked or surprised, just worried about the future. Sorry about the length of this, y'all. Keep up the great work, and I like that medallion, Rod. Peace. Oh, yeah, y'all got my, for people that's not in the spreecast, um, uh, you can't see this on the podcast, but I got me that uh, African-American uh, African medallion. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. you did. Sorry about the length of this, y'all. Oh, yeah, so, P.S. Rod, you're welcome for me putting your names on the right side at the start of this email, right power. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, all right. And I think that's all the emails for today. 
we'll be back tomorrow um at 10 a.m man thank you so much guys for uh listening to the show mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys and uh appreciate y'all being fans man we'll be back tomorrow thanks everybody in the spreecast um until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah. <laughs>